CEO Money and Michael Yorba, thanks for joining with us. All right, I have Jim Malcolm. He's the CEO of Humanize on the show with me today. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. All right, give us your background and what Humanize does. I have a few more questions for you, and let's see if we can uh, walk right through some of the great things that you're doing and what separates you from the rest of the people in your industry. There you go. Well, my name is Jim Malcolm. I am with Humanized Technologies. I am not the CEO. I'm actually the chief marketing officer. Uh, I've been with the company for about three years now. Uh, I spent most of my career at Sony Electronics and then over at Ricoh Imaging and launched the world into digital cameras and to uh, 360 degree uh, photography. And then I joined Humanize because what we specialize in is VR content creation using camera technology to make VR. And so that's really where I'm focusing the growth opportunities for our business and, quite frankly, the VR industry uh, going forward. You do something a little special that's different from other people, and that's critical situation training. I want to hear about that. Yeah, so one of the things that we end up having to do in, as an industry right now, when you think about virtual reality, there's a couple different ways to make virtual reality content. One is to program that all digitally in a computer. And basically, um, we, we call that real-time rendered content. In other words, it's a computer program that's playing back. That can be very expensive and very time-consuming. There's another piece of the whole thing, which is called pre-rendered content, or VR video, probably is the easier way to put it. And these are relatively inexpensive cameras that allow you to create virtual reality content using traditional video techniques so that you can apply to just about any application. So you talk about things like critical training, uh, you can go in and do, for example, uh, an active shooter simulation, capture all that in virtual reality, and then let people train in that environment without actually having to computer program it. That is brilliant. I can see that on so many levels. Uh, you also talk about reimagining or re-imaging social media. Tell me what you mean by that. Well, you know, today, social media has become a big part of everybody's life, right? And most people use their mobile phone or, to some extent, another camera in order to create that content. <clears throat> but what it is is people are starting to become a little bit bored or a little bit um, kind of busy with all the stuff that they see every day. And there's new technology like this little camera that I have up here right now. This is something called the Views camera that has a 360-degree field of view or you can push the button and open it up and view in stereo, where you're gonna see both a left and a right eye. And so as we look at the evolution of social media and people using new ways to communicate, in other words, in a virtual reality headset or on their mobile phone, being able to drag a video around, how you create that content is also gonna change, right? Because the, in order to play it back differently, you have to capture it differently. Can I use that in my application here in a broadcast studio? You absolutely can. In fact, it's a big, it's a big use for it because what we do, if, if you actually record in that studio, when your viewers are watching the video, if they're watching it in a VR headset, they're gonna see it in 3D, virtual reality, complete mm -hmm. with ambisonic 3D audio. 
Uh, if you're not doing it uh, on a headset and you're just viewing it on the computer screen, it'll look just like the camera systems that you're using today. How do I get my hands on that? <laughs> Very simple. You can pick one up at, uh, just go to humaneyes.com, like the human eyes, right? Mm -hmm. um, humaneyes.com, pick one up there. They're about 400 bucks. Brilliant. All right. I'm going to be looking for that. All right. Um, consumer VR trials and test drives. Talk to me about what you're doing with that. Yeah, so, you know, when we talk about, um, I'll just pick out a, a recent example. So, I uh, work with a company called Arkimoto. Arkimoto makes a, a three-wheeled electric vehicle. They call it an FUV or a fun utility vehicle. And one of the things that they had to do prior to getting certified by, uh, to put their vehicles on the roads is to go to trade shows and to events and allow people to actually experience what it's like to ride in one of these vehicles. So what we did with them is, again, we used this type of a camera. In fact, we used this exact camera uh, to capture stereo VR. And then at those events, people could sit in the little FUV and hold on to the steering wheel and watch a video as they trek through the, the, the roads and get that virtual experience ahead of that vehicle being uh, authorized to drive on the roads. Are you transitioning that into job training also? Absolutely. So job training is a big piece of this. Um, we're not directly working with Walmart right now, um, but we're very familiar with some of the work that Walmart has done. So I'm going to pick on them just for a second as an example. Walmart has purchased about 18,000 virtual reality headsets this year, and they have trained more than a million associates uh, globally in VR. And what they do is they use camera systems in order to capture, say, how to put together a display or what it's like when they open the doors on Black Friday and everybody comes crashing through the doors, those types of events. And then they use that information to train their associates without having to take them you know, off the uh, floor too long or put them into a, an, another special environment for training. They can do it all right there in VR. Uh, I wanted to know more about... Uh, the, the art forms that can obviously be coming out of this, because that's got to open up a whole new world. It does, and there's you know, two different ways when we look at the art. One is traditional filmmaking, and if you think about storytelling, let's just bu bubble it up to that, right? Whether that could be something as simple as a podcast all the way up to a feature film movie. When you start to record in virtual reality, you're giving your viewer another level of control over that movie they've created or that you've created for them. So, and when I say more level of control, instead of you as the director deciding what you want your uh, uh, audience to look at, they can decide based on the activities and the scenes that are happening, what they want to engage with during your movie. Now, just because it's shot in virtual reality doesn't mean that you can forego good storytelling techniques, uh, but, for people who really kind of get the idea of exploration or discovery, uh, you can make some really compelling movies and stories in virtual reality. Now, on that note, I'm getting the feeling that this is really going to end up morphing into a virtual reality interactive uh, environment that can be pushed out through apps and then incentivized. Uh, am I on track with where this could be added? Absolutely. So I'm going to give you two examples, uh, one which is kind of a, 
I'm going to call it a passive app, but it's not a passive app at all. So one of the most popular headsets out there right now is from a company called Oculus, and, and I actually have an Oculus headset here. Um, but within Oculus, there is a an app that you can download, and it's called Oculus Venues. And let's say I wanted to go to the Gotham City Comedy Club. They actually, every other Thursday, they have an event going on there. I can go in, put on my headset, virtually attend that, and I can attend it as either an individual or as a social guest. And if I go as a social guest, I'll actually virtually sit down next to somebody, if that makes sense, and I can turn my head and I can talk to them and I can have a dialogue with them while we're watching the comedy club in 3D. Uh, and if I wanted to move around to other people, I could go and, and bounce around and, and experience all kinds of different things that way. So that's how social VR and VR video is coming together. I can see that at sporting events and concerts just going crazy. Um, Absolutely. In fact, I'll just fact that, you know, NCAA, the NBA, uh, uh, NFL, they all are making investments into virtual reality. And um, this last year at the uh, NCAA tournaments uh, was one of the best VR game experiences that I've actually uh, been able to witness. And they, they televised about half of the, or not televised, I guess, uh, VR casted uh, about half of the uh, tournaments. Wow, brilliant. All right. Uh, unless there's anything else to add, Jim, I can't wait for you to come back on the show and talk to us about new and exciting things that have come through your desk. Yeah, I'd love to come back anytime. I think the, there's two things I'd like to just leave your uh, audience with. One is um, humanize.com. You can learn all about the cameras itself. But there's also another very productive website out there called howtocreatevr.com. I know it's a bit of a mouthpiece, but uh, howtocreatevr.com. There's hundreds of hours worth of tutorials and information there on how to create VR content and how to get started in this category. So I encourage you to visit uh, howtocreatevr.com as well. I want, to, I want to follow up with you off camera sometime in the near future about how to integrate what you're doing through my app for our live broadcast. I'd love to have that conversation with you. Let me know when you're ready. I will. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jim. All right. Thanks much. Bye. All right. You've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, download our app on the homepage of our website, wfn1.com. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for joining.